Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. In three, two, one, we are on. Welcome once again, Crystal. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> say, say hi to the people. Hi, people. It's a radio show. Oh, okay. Can't see you. <laughs> I thought you were calling a uh, roll call. No, and we've got, uh, once again with us, Albert Bedoy. How you doing? I'm doing good, as, as usual. Yeah. How's everybody else? So, I know um, the last time we had you on, we were talking about uh, Bigfoot. If you guys haven't heard that episode, go check it out, Tales from the Guard Tower. Since then, have you spotted anything? Just the one across from me here. <laughs> <laughs> Sasquatch? No, the abominable snowman. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, you know what? You got to go back and hear that episode if you want to know what he's talking about. Don't he's, give it. Don't give it away. Well, I'm saying he's referring to me being a white chick, but he's the yeah. one drinking a mimosa. Well, well who's you know, the white chick? Now? Kind of basic. Mimosas, mimosas <laughs> are great. So we're here today, though, to talk about at that moment, and today's uh, topic is what is it, Crystal? 
the Korean War. Actually, it's not the Korean War. It's the you were close armistice. Armistice. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just thinking yep. math. <laughs> 1953, July 27th was when it was signed. So declaring the end of the Korean War, or it was more of a ceasefire, right? Because I don't think the actual Korean War has technically ever ended. You know, oh yeah. It we're just under a peace treaty of some right. sort, right? Or and agreement. So, well, why don't we read it's this here? It's a peace here. settlement. You want to read it, Crystal? Read it. It's right oh, there in front of your face. Go ahead. The Korean Armistice Agreement. Korean is the armistice which brought about a complete sensation of hostilities of the Korean War. Wait, did you War. say cessation or sensation? Cessation. Yeah, it's cessation. Cessation. Yeah. Like smoking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like stopping something. Uh, yeah. Sound like you said sensation. So sensation. <laughs> the complete sens- sensation of hostility. That's different. <laughs> that's that's called the Korean massage. That's a whole different sensation. Oh, that's a different sensation. That was the five dollars. Okay, yes. that's where that went. Anyways, um, it was basically when we signed and said we were gonna be. I'm tired of reading. Yeah, we were gonna stop <clears throat> fighting, but. Yeah, and then mash. Um, it's when. Hawkeye got to go home. That's a good documentary. That's a good documentary too. Yeah, that that is when uh, who was that? A uh, Hot Lips. <laughs> yes. Hot Lips. Uh, uh, Hawkeye. Who was the other guy's name? Uh, Radar. Uh, um, the best show ever. Yeah, that was uh, that was based on the Korean War, correct? Correct. Yep. You know any uh, famous people that served during the fifties? Do I know any famous people that do, served? Do you know any? Don't why not personally, but just names. Uh, no. Oh, Johnny Cash. Oh, was he? Oh. Elvis Presley. Elvis. Oh yeah, Elvis. That's right. Was he? Um, was he? Uh, was he? Um, Cassius Clay. Was that when he? No, he did not serve. I thought he. He did not. That was actually later. I believe it was the '60s. He Cassius Clay, who Muhammad Ali. Uh, was considered a deserter, or not even deserter, right? Because he didn't, he he refused to <gasps> join. The draft. Remember? Yeah, okay. he, he refused to get drafted, and that was in the sixties okay. or early seventies. I remember that was Vietnam. Was that was okay. Different war. Back up. Asians still Asians, but different war. <laughs> so Chuck Norris. <gasps> Chuck. I thought, Norris? yeah, Chuck Norris. You're right. He was. <sighs> Chuck Norris is old. Good old Morgan Freeman. <gasps> No. He was in the Air Force, correct? Yeah, in the yeah, 50s, see? 55, oh, I believe. Good years. To that serve. is a good year. Cowboy so, uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh. Yes, I knew that. I didn't know. Wait, was he in the 50s? Yeah. Or 40s? 50s. Because that dude's like 140 <laughs> right now, right? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's up there. Um, there's a quite a few. Here. I was going to say uh, Gunny. But Gunny was probably later on. I think he was Vietnam era. More than likely. Rest in peace. We did a show on him yeah. last season when he passed. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, yeah, but we're not here to talk about the Korean War. I thought we were here to talk about the Korean War. We're not here to talk about the Korean War. Then why is that on our paper? We are talking about the events surrounding the Korean War, like what could be better than fashion? The 50s did have the best fashion. I want to say the best, but they have some awesome fashion. Mr. Albert here sporting uh, that little greaser uh, haircut. Yeah, a nice little comb over. A little, and then <laughs> he's, he's got the, uh, the what, are, what are those, those chops right there? Yeah, sideburn chops. Yeah, so you've got that greaser look going on for you, man. And you got the, the, the tats. That's more of a, 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 was it Billy Rock look, I guess? Rockabilly. Rockabilly, yeah. You know, oh, obviously, I don't know. <laughs> My we'll Billy you Rock Rockabilly. You know, it's a it's a timeless uh, timeless fashion, I guess. That I don't feel ever gets old, and it it's very classy. You can't get wrong by can't be wrong by following that fifties you know, look. It's jeans, t shirt, Chuck Taylors. Very handsome. Even even the women's side of it is very uh, very attractive style. That's funny how he was talking about the style, and then he goes, and he, even the women. <laughs> Even the women, I I gotta give it to them. Lucille Balls. It is like it is so timeless because you you never think of a time when someone like 
in the 80s they made fun of 60s looks or 70s like bell bottoms like those were a joke or and they come back into fashion but 50s it never goes out of style it is timeless so and apparently everything became shorter um apparently apparently haircuts became i don't know how you could get shorter i didn't know people had longer hair in the 40s and 30s but maybe they couldn't afford a a barber during those times but apparently haircuts but also skirts shorts uh bikinis all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. became shorter uh but the decade of the legs one of my favorite things that they they talk about the shoes men's shoes in particular were pretty awesome uh do you guys uh what are those called those hush puppies hush puppies is that that the uh, long john silver's balls Wait, what? <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> please, please explain. These um, Long John Silver's little hush puppies um, fried oh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> Those are delicious. You That's know? making me hungry, actually. I, I know exactly. I, you know what he's talking about? Have you had those? Uh, um, I think I've heard of them, they're but fried, I can't. They're like it's fried balls. What is it? It's, it's just dough? Dough, I think, it's with dough, maybe right? some sort of um, like seafood liquid in yeah. it to, to give it a <laughs> fish flavor or something you know i mean you could make dough out it's of anything it's the, bat, it's yeah. the batter it's the batter they use for the fish maybe or whatever but they, oh. yes is that what someone just threw it in the i didn't know those fryer. were called hush puppies yeah oh I thought that's what they are i mean well, what else would you call them <laughs> I, I don't know the fried fried balls fried, fi- <laughs> fried, 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 fried they fi- tried long to do john's fried balls, balls. <laughs> long, long john's fish flavored balls john's balls <laughs> John's fish flavored balls, but uh, the ones I'm talking about are these uh, the the shoes from the men's shoes from the 50s, which uh, you all know the style, right? That they had the white and black, or they were you know brown and, and white, and you know they were cut you know so that the the tip with, with like a wing tip, yeah, yeah. wing tip, you know was 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 different, and so right. they were sewed on. They, they even had the sewing on the shoes was very artistic yes. and so those type of shoes i always enjoyed those type of shoes i know when i was uh, in very high school dapper. very very dapper uh back in my day you know when doc martens were a thing obviously doc martens had the big sole but they had a lot of these style shoes too mm-hmm. and I, I i i quite enjoyed that guys so just you know just a little moment of peace for for the <laughs> the wingtip you know i've got about like i think maybe uh three pairs of wingtip shoes Oh, I yeah? I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could see it. The little jeans. What about Chuck Taylor's? Because apparently these came out. Um, well, let, me, let me look at this. Um, see, I did not know Chuck, Chuck Taylor's. Taylor's. The, the, the old style Chuck Taylor's look yeah. a lot like the PF Flyers. If you've never seen PF Flyers, they're they're pretty much a Chuck Taylor knockoff. Is PF know? Flyer what uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez wore in uh, the Sandlot? Those are them, yeah. Those are them? Yeah. You remember oh, those? Do you remember okay, that movie? Okay, yeah. Another great documentary on a bunch of kids that, that hung out one <laughs> summer. And, uh, yeah, Benny the Jet, man. Long live Benny the Jet. That's I didn't know that's what he was wearing, PF Flyers. So, yeah, Chuck Taylors, or it could have been the other way around. But so Chuck Taylors are essentially, they're Converse, right? Correct. But Chuck Taylor was, uh, I'm assuming, a basketball player or some type of famous person who had his own design. And that's all it really is. So yeah. he was the original Jordan? Kind of, yeah. <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah, so Chuck Taylors are essentially just Converse. Who's this Chuck Taylor guy? But I think they kind of moved on into their own thing. So there's still Converse, but then if you say Chuck Taylors, they're their own brand. Kind of like Jordans of. are different, kind of, but yeah. they're still part of Nike. Nike, yeah. kind of like that, yeah. So, but that's, that's, that's when these guys uh, came out. And I know nowadays that's kind of come back. That look with the the jeans and the the Chuck T's. Someone would say it never went away. And then you got yeah. the uh, the greaser fashion, which was mentioned earlier. Yep. So it's, it's really a type of fashion that, to me, has never died out. I've always seen it as a kid growing up. It's kind of been one of those things that's been in the background. And uh, much more recently, I'd say within the last 10 to 15 years, it's made kind of a big comeback. And it's still a timeless... Uh, fashion that a lot of people enjoy being part of but not only the fashion but the lifestyle that they lived back in the day you know uh they often did a lot of their own uh repairs they didn't believe in throwing things away and it was a um kind of a an affordable lifestyle where you could learn to fix your own vehicles and you bought your 
your your pants were extra long because you know you never know you might need that extra length so they just rolled them up or did what they had to do to get by um so back then. i want to make it so that crystal understands what you're talking about albert so uh crystal do you remember the movie grease Yes. Okay. I love Grace. There you go. Because you are a basic white woman. I, I figured <laughs> the only way for you to actually uh, understand what <laughs> Albert's talking about is uh, John Travolta. Yes. And, and I guys. think What, what Grace, was their name? What was the, uh, I know the T-Birds were the girls. Olivia Newton-John and, John, and yeah. the Pink Ladies. Yeah. Wait, the T- so they were the T-Birds. They the guys were the, were the T-Birds, T-Birds and, and the then the ladies were the, were the pink, pink ladies. ladies. Okay. And, so there um, you go. That's that's what that's what he's talking about. Yeah, and, and I love that movie. It's like you grew up watching that movie. And if you remember, they you know they were all motorheads, right? Yeah. They all fixed their cars, and then obviously motorcycles with the uh, um, expansion of, of motorcycles after World War II. You know that that kind of made it uh, even uh, cooler to ride around in leather jackets too. Let's not forget leather jackets. Yep, and their hairstyle, white, grease, grease white, in their hair. You white know? tees. You think they used the grease from the motors that they cleaned up to? Well, you know the Murray's the, the hair grease has been around for a while, and uh, Murray's. I'm pretty I think sure I have that. something like that was used. Uh, get their pompadours up real high, or you know their elephant's trunk, or their duck's ass. You know, it's what's cool. an elephant's trunk? I'm not too sure. You know. <laughs> Is that a style of, of hair? <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I would guess so. It's uh, is, that, is that something else, Crystal? You know? That's when would... a boy likes a girl. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it would kind of be like a jelly roll type oh, hairstyle. Oh, you know, yeah, the yeah. The one yep. that would curl oh, out in the yeah. front, like right in the middle and come out real far. Yeah. And then a fun, almost yeah. a funnel. Like, two, yeah. like, like a like surfer. A, yeah, like a wave. Almost. Yeah. So, what's his name? Um, James Dean. You know, yeah. James Rebel Dean. Without a Cause. Probably He's the OG. He probably made it f- even more famous. Or he probably, I wouldn't say famous, maybe he made it more mainstream. Right? Because when Hollywood gets something, yeah, you know, what it does. So I'm sure Greasers didn't like that. But James Dean, he, James Dean lived the life. Um, I mean, he died in a car accident. Yeah. Right? So he, he lived it just like a good old Paul Walker. Well, it's interesting because it was... Originally embraced by Italian Americans, Hispanic Americans, so it was like a subculture. Yeah, that it was like, and just like all us white people, we got we our took hands it away. on James it, Dean and then got we stole home. it. Yeah, yep. damn it, white people. Damn it, white people. Soul, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But when you were talking about that, it did make me think that they were ahead of themselves in the way that you were talking about them. I thought minimalist very much so like our our um our what is the generation z Mm -hmm. um they tend to be more minimalist like they're heading into that direction a lot of them so it's just funny that they were the original minimal minimalist minimal say that three times fast Minimalist, minimalist minimalist yeah so that um yeah, I, I, I enjoy that, and you're right, it's timeless. Uh, the jeans, my dad always said, jeans will never go out of style. Uh, white t-shirt, jeans, or even just a, a t-shirt, right? Uh, throw on some Chuck Taylors or some boots, and you're good to go, you know? Mm. I wore my leather jacket back in the day. It still fits. <laughs> one arm. <laughs> one arm but, <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. What else was uh, pretty popular at that time? You mentioned women, right? So we talked about bikinis. Well, women are always popular. <laughs> yes. I mean, their fashion. Sorry. You know, their <laughs> fashion was, uh, I think, for me, uh, when I look back at that, um, we talked about everything got shorter, right? So the bikinis, the shorts, the skirts, poodle, poodle skirts Very at that risky. time. More so. Um, I don't know what oh, the, the look was women. of... Um, you know the the opposite of of uh, what a greaser was or what whatever the female version of that was right but you i know, know they, they call it a square you're you're such a square you know they like, were squares yeah, or they remember that, the the um, in even if you just reference the movie the movie uh Greece. Greece, i mean what if you weren't a t-board what were you wearing you know just like a cardigan or Sweater, button up sweater, and some slacks and dress tight. shoes, and you or combed your hair real tight jeans, s- fold yeah. it up. I like the. I don't know if this is a new style for women, um, or if it was back then. I'm assuming not, because I'm assuming tattoos were just the men. 
I don't think women were getting tattoos back then. Not that they couldn't. I'm just saying I don't think it was as acceptable, right? Right. But nowadays, you talk about the um, rockabilly style, yeah. right? So for me, I'll say this, and I'll say this right here in front of Crystal. You say it. I say it all the time? Oh, okay. But I love that style. You know, if you, the, the pinups, right? Yeah. The pinup girls with yeah. the tattoos and the hair and the, the dresses and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the skirts or, or the, the whatever the... the hoses they wear all that i mean that there's nothing the, 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 i mean i'll stop there but it's Please, nothing you know, like, he's nothing like and then the underwear there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing sexier than than a little a pinup girl you know? i don't think i know anybody that thinks otherwise yeah yeah you know? okay i didn't know like, i know there's well i know there's guys that don't necessarily like the tattoo look and and that whole style but for me uh and i'll compare it um, to to other styles, it's just such a unique style. Well, she doesn't have to have necessarily have tattoos to be a pinup. I mean, there's no, no. But I'm talking about there. that. That's what the that that's the extreme, right? right. So Nowadays, for, yeah. For me, that's the that's a, a really cool and interesting um, look. So. Just throwing it out there, Crystal. Okay, I get it. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Let me dye hair black. (laughs) Let me get a few more tattoos and sleeves. There you go. I'll get some sleeves. Um, uh, Or just a short dress. I mean, there you go. Comb your hair. Yeah, you can always wear a wig. (laughs) It's quarantine. I am not combing my hair. Could you at least comb your hair? (laughs) (laughs) All I'm asking for is. Listen, listen, after quarantine, we'll go back to this. But right now, this is our time to shine. Well, you did do the green hair. That's kind of sexy. There you go. Anyways. But, um, all right, anything else on women's fashion from, from a point of view of a woman, Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it was it, it, it goes back the same way. It was timeless. How about it was the good girls? Also, the good girls had the poodle skirl, skirts. The naughty girls had the tighter fit, more revealing. We started getting into cleavage. And all of that, yeah. anytime women... It's good. Oh, I'll, I'll take this microphone. Anytime women were able to dress the way they wanted to and not how society told them to, I'm all for it. That's good. Yeah. We just talked about it on... Um, was it the 1920s when the 19th Amendment came about and women got the right to vote? So mm-hmm. 30 years later, and we this got is, the right to cleavage. Yeah, this is what <laughs> women do with their right to vote. They 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 wear shorter skirts and cleavage. Yes, video, which I appreciate by the way. Yes, so thank you. We, we, we do what we want. Well, I, I should thank the men of, of the of that time for allowing you <laughs> to wear shorter Someone's skirts. Die. I'm thank the 19th Amendment. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Which was approved by Congress, which was mainly men. men. Yeah, could you imagine? There are probably no women because no, like, probably no. You, Not because you couldn't like we couldn't even vote, let alone be in Congress. Imagine so yeah, that, that is See, crazy. We, maybe right. we would have got the vote sooner if you guys had realized if you just let us do what we want to do. Maybe you would have cooked better. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sometimes it takes a couple beatings in the head for a man to realize the women. Is necessary. Oh, you know? I thought you were gonna say the other way around. I was like, oh, so, <laughs> so take, put down that mimosa. No, you no, can't he, handle it. The truth that you're uh, speaking, your truth. The men, the men. So okay, so toys. Right toys. now, we're playing with some toys ourselves. Right now, we are. What kind of toys are we playing with, Crystal? Before this gets a little weird. Yeah, quick, someone explain. Well, the first one that you have displayed. Cylindrical. Is. <laughs> Here, look. How scientific of you. We are playing with Play-Doh. Why are we playing with Play-Doh? Because um, we just had um, it laying around because we have children. <laughs> okay. And, and it was made in the 50s. <laughs> so I think it's That's just, what I was looking for right there. There you go. I, I know. Thank I you. hear you. Thank I you for the background. I was going there. But I think it is interesting that... Uh, um, a toy, a popular toy in the 50s is still now just a basic toy that everyone has in their house. Yeah, there's a well, few of those. Some people, we're not allowed to have it in our house. It gets stuck in the carpet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we um, we get worse problems than Play-Doh being stuck in our carpet. So we have, <laughs> yes, animals. We have animals. And I'm not, that's just the kids I'm talking about. We also have <laughs> a, two dogs and a cat. So that's... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Play-Doh, you're right. Something so basic, because there are a lot of toys that have evolved 
from the past and they're still around but they've evolved right, right. nerf guns is, is an example of that you know the water gun industry i remember how crazy it's 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 become uh obviously technology has increased the way toys are made uh even uh Simple dolls, right, have come a long way. But um, but Play-Doh, if you look at it, if you look at the packaging, other than it was in a little tin can, um, there's not much difference from the content. I'm sure uh, it smelled exactly the same in 1953 as it does now. I sure hope so, because if not, they they missed out on That's, this magnificent yeah. smelling Play-Doh. That's probably what just sat over there and sniffed this all, all day. <laughs> And they're all brand new too, so we all um, we're 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 not sharing each other's Play-Doh. We're not sniffing old played with Play-Doh. No, Nothing worse than sniffing old Play-Doh. Well, it's actually not bad if you sniff old Play-Doh. It still smells the same, <laughs> does it? Okay, Play-Doh that has been played with by a hundred hands. There you go. But uh, yeah, you talk about a, a simple toy that just was uh, you know stood the test of time. Um, all right, another one too. Actually, it's funny we mentioned that because we have other uh, example right in front of us here too. That is the Army Men. Classic. Classic, classic. Cl- I don't know why we have pink ones. We have some pink ones. You want to explain that, Crystal? Well, because... Where'd that come from? It all started with a vote, and then we started wearing whatever we wanted, and then we started um, oh, wanting okay. jobs. We're, we're still going back to that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And we have pink ones because... There are females in the military now, so that was. So they're, they're still they're females. They're still men. They're just pink. Um, no, it's the military uniforms. They make everyone look androgynous. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. Well, uh, it has nothing to do with uh, breast cancer awareness or anything like that. Yeah, that's these? really the reason why it was. Yeah, tell me why you got these. Um, because I took some ladies on a um, stage four women on a fuck it cruise. A where, bucket bucket? Yeah. So instead of a bucket, bucket, bucket list, list. Chris, yeah. it was a fuck it list because unfortunately they have terminal cancer. So we went on a cruise and then every morning I would decorate their doors. And one of the days that, like the first day, um, I had all the pink army soldiers, soldiers? Yeah. not men, not women, just soldiers. <laughs> I had them um, displayed outside their door to protect them. Pretty cool. That was cool. And that's how we have the pink ones. That's what that's that's what I want to hear. I want to get into the the meat and potatoes. I want to know you, Crystal. I want to know you. (laughs) I want to know why you do the things you do. And I I think the people out there also deserve an explanation when we post these pictures of why there's pink soldiers in there. So anyways, great, great um, information. Thank you. But anyways, those guys came out in 1953. Well, beginning in the early 1950s. I'm going to just read this. Louis Marx and company sold boxes uh, or box sets of figures and accessories called playsets, such as U.S. Army Training Center and then later Battleground Sets. A rival manufacturer, uh, Multiple Plastics Corporation, MPC, also sold plastic figures in various colors with different... Oh, those are the guys that made your, your I pink did ones. not know that they came in different colors. Well, now you know. MPC, look them up. Uh, multiple plastic corporation. That's a weird name. Just so basic. They, they had. What is the name of your company? What do you What do you guys do? We have multiple plastic. Uh, okay. And what is the name of your corporation? Multiple plastic corporation. Well, okay. because plastic was new and yeah, exciting, true. so it's like probably like you know Apple TV or something. it was probably exciting at the yeah, time. They also did farmers. They did pioneers, soldiers, cowboys, policemen. Uh, sky troopers. I think that's ski. White <laughs> spacemen of <laughs> various <laughs> colors. The spacemen were various colors, though. So oh, were they? Yeah, colored people were allowed in space, apparently. Uh, ski troopers. That's why they're white. Oh, it's ski troopers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I said. I thought I said <laughs> sky troopers. I know, and I I was like, what ski that's troopers? And then I'm like, oh, and that's troopers. why they're white. <laughs> Oh, to match it's with their scary. environment. Oh my god! You would think a dominable snowman would have come <laughs> you out of that. Yeah, that I would one, know right? that. You know? Oh, look at that! They're American Civil War soldiers in blue and gray. Oh, so they were supporting both sides. They said, "Oh, that which, would not fly today, which, sir." Which side are we? <laughs> that but why, would not. But, but why not? I mean, why couldn't you just be fair? Make a toy. I don't know why not. I know represent... that I cannot have an opinion on this. I am not. To I represent am a boarding... both sides, it's okay. 
No. How are you supposed to, the, I'm not going to tell you which is the good side or bad side. I'll let you guys decide, right? But if, how do you want, how do you expect your side to win if you don't have the bad side represented in some fashion uh, or some toy? Right. You know what I mean? You, you can't win against yourself. Yep. You, you know, He-Man had Skeletor. You, you couldn't just not make Skeletor because he was the bad guy. So if you were going to do, you know, North versus the South, you got to make both, right? I'm in toy fashion. I'm just in this day and age. Yeah, I know. Where they had painted over the General Lee. Oh, I, I don't think little Johnny's going to get it to play. Did they really paint over the General Lee? I, I, I like Walmart pulled all of them. All the toys with, the, like the, you know, the... the Dukes of Hazzard car? Yeah, yeah. The, or the, the roof. Oh, that flag? Yeah, they painted over it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So if you remember correctly in the movie with Johnny Knoxville and they remade um, Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. Johnny Knoxville and I forget the other guy's name. It was kind of famous too at the time. But anyways, they they the original one, they, they in the movie, because this was in the 2000s already, they didn't have the flag. And then they redid the car because it was all broken down. And the guy, um, what's his name? The mechanic, not scooter, whatever, oh. whatever the mechanic is from is Dukes it of Hazard. It's a scooter. I think, I think it's cooter. It might be cooter. Oh, cooter! I think it's cooter. Oh, you couldn't say cooter now. <laughs> no, that's a whole that's different thing. Anyways, cooter rebuilt their whole car. They had no idea what he had done to it. They just knew he, had, he got a new paint job, everything else. They took off. They went to visit a friend in Atlanta, and as they're driving down the freeway, all these people are passing by them. They have no idea that the the, the flag was was painted on top of their their roof so everybody's some people are giving them thumbs up of course they're you know uh, white and then other people are not so happy with them and these guys have no idea that they're driving down Atlanta but that was the first time that attention was really brought to that right and then I know that um, after that like you said you know it's now not uh, visible anymore so yeah. if they sell the toys or anything else they kind of they changed dukes of hazards forever so i don't know weird it just it's just funny that things that were okay in the 50s what's what's still okay is these army men let me tell you my kids (laughs) play with them they've probably got at least an easy thousand of them like four or five different colors oh that's Uh, right you were telling me about this yeah they they play with them probably on a daily just the basic army men huh yep these little plastic guys and let me tell you, wear your shoes when you're walking around. What's worse, one of these or a Lego? You know, I'm not sure. I think I would say Lego. Lego, because they don't bend and, yeah. and break easy ever at all. And looking at these, the the one that would probably hurt the most is the guy that's kneeling with the the comms guy with the antenna sticking out of his head. Yeah, that I might see be that. the worst. Or the the kneeling guy because even if he bends over, even if he falls over to the side, he's got that elbow sticking oh, out. Yeah. He's got the rifle sticking out. He's got the knees and all that. So even if he bends over, that's a it's pretty thick. So I don't know. That's that's funny. Thank you for bringing caution to the the conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the bazooka guy, the guy holding a bazooka. There's the guy walking around. I like to call this the Vietnam pose, because he's 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 standing oh, up. Yeah. He's got the rifle, the M16 uh, slung. Um, w- holding with one hand and then the the barrel slung over on the back of his head, uh, right above his shoulders, just kind of walking around the the grass patties or the the rice patties, sorry, yeah, like Vietnam yeah. style. That's what I think of that guy. But anyways, thank you, 1953, for bringing us Army Men too. Yeah. All right, and we were talking about plastic too. So another good reason why these are pretty cool, and um, you know, so many companies at that time started making plastic was because it was kind of die, the metal era was starting to die down right uh the casting molding uh you know cars and toys everything was made out of metal but then world war ii happened obviously and so they used a lot of that stuff for mm-hmm. our weapons and ammo and things like that too so but uh do you guys know matchbox yeah like the little cars that's My where the company band. company came from not not not, not the 20 <laughs> matchbox 20 <laughs> not, not, not match matchbox honey no oh. sale great band too oh you're talking about the little cars i'm talking about the little cars well they they were making um all kinds of of stuff they were actually a british company but then they started making these um was it die cast you know uh metal cars or aluminum cars and then now uh if you know what we're talking about they're small now right they didn't they didn't become 
that size until way later. But at this time, they were making them, you know, a little bit bigger. I don't know, about 10 inches, you know, which is a lot bigger than, than the ones you see now. Do you ever play with any of these guys? Oh, yeah. Growing a, up? We have punk bunches of them at my house, and there's a, there's a guy I work with who collects them, and he's in his 50s, and this dude sells these modern-day matchbox cars for, you know, quite a bit of money. He, and, and you're talking about the small ones, right? Yeah. The, he, the more this guy ones? goes to stores and looks through the lots of that of them that they have for special ones, you know, collectors' items and stuff, and picks them up from, you know, uh, Walmart or, or whatever store he's at for the going price of one ninety nine or whatever they are, and he turns around and sells them for 30 bucks or whatever he makes off of them because they're a good business. collector's items. And Still. That they, these are, if you guys um, don't understand what we're talking about, think of like Hot Wheels. Same thing. I think Matchbox. Same thing. Yeah. And Hot yeah. Wheels are either, they're each other's biggest competitors. So, but um, yeah, they, yeah. That is interesting because like Gary V will say that. Yeah. Like he'll say, go through your kids' Matchbox cars and just like see what they're going for on eBay. And I always say, one day, one day. I wonder yes. how I wonder how much these pink, um, uh, what do you call them, little soldiers are plastic soldiers. And the ten ninety nine on Amazon.com. Ten ninety nine for that bag. Yeah. I wonder how much each individual. I could sell it. No, because they can just go. Could we lie about it and tell them that it it it, it was, was from way back in the fifties? It was no, it was made by like a cancer survivor or <laughs> something. Horrible. No, you can't do bring that bring more value to it. I'm just no. I don't know. That it was held by them. It was, this was held by a cancer survivor. I mean, technically, if, they you, were if you touched by, it, okay, it was held. Okay, there you go. There you oh, go. That's okay. not a lie, see? Let's just use this car <laughs> to death. <laughs> Going back to these, one of my biggest pet peeves yes. was the rifles would always bend like this one here. The perfect example. <laughs> or they were always being chewed on by me or well, my it's dogs. it's a good toothpick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. What kind of rifle do you think that one is? A crooked one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a crooked one. This is old, so this is because look at they're 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 loading it from the top. Yeah. So that's not a, a an, an M60. Could be. That's even. You, you think know, so? I, I'm not too sure, but a lot of a lot of rifles even now they have evolved over the years where um, they still may be the the same thing or same name. It just changes where the magazine was loaded from, or yeah. you know, instead of top mount or top load, it was side mount or side load. So, enough of toys. Yep. I'm done. I'm done with toys. I'm okay. done playing. You know what the 50s are really known for? Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Music, to be yes. exact. Music, to be exact. Dean Martin, uh, That's Amore. Hank Aww. Williams, uh, Your Cheating Heart. Can you sing that song? Your you know? Cheating Heart. Yep, that's we'll the one. Frank Sinatra's on Young at Heart. Uh, these oh. are all the some of the, the top <laughs> I didn't know charts. it had an Asian influence there. Which one? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little misspelling up there. Young, young, young at heart. Uh, but anyways, these are all some of the top charts. But you're right, rock and roll too. 1951, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, disc jockey Alan Freed began playing rhythm and blues music for a multiracial audience. Multiracial audience Ooh. in 1951. So white people and then uh, tanned white people <laughs> is what he meant by multiracial. <laughs> you're like... Uh, Anyways, let me see. So artists such as Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, uh, Bill Haley, uh, and his Comets, Bo Diddley, Fast Domino, or Fats, Fats Domino, <laughs> Little Richard, Jerry <laughs> Lee Lewis, Big Joe uh, Turner, uh, and the Gene Vincent uh, released the initial rhythm and blues influence early rock and roll hits. So... Obviously, most of these guys, other than Elvis, I don't know who else, but they were all black, right? Or or came from like a, a jazz background. Mm -hmm. You know, that's obviously Like where, when we start realizing, ooh, they got better music. Well, rock and roll developed from jazz. Yeah. You know, and jazz developed from other countries too. A lot of uh, jazz came from Africa, you know. So the origins are, you know, uh, from, you can almost say uh, rock and roll because of that, technically, you know, 
developed from African music. You know, if it came from jazz and jazz came from, from them, then what do you say? But uh, Elvis Presley, of course, led the way because... He was white? No, because he had awesome hair. Oh, okay. I thought it was because he was a soldier. Oh, that, that too. I mean, he lead the way, right? <laughs> he, vol- yeah. he volunteered, yeah. Now, when he was in the military, he did just shows. He never, he was never in actual combat, right? He was just as a, uh, he was brought on as a performer. Right. So, which is, you know, it's okay. I'll accept it. I'll take it. He was still in. Some he people got I mean, some people's role in the military is just to do something else besides kill. No, yeah, entertainment. Entertainment was, you know? was probably... Uh, just as important, especially during that time. Uh, look at the the boys from Mash. That was a, a very important documentary as well. <laughs> those, those guys were entertaining us during Korea, right? Yes, they were. So, because that's when it was filmed. Yes, right along. Still entertaining. Yeah, that is actually still to this day one of my favorite uh, sitcoms. I guess right. Documentaries. Uh, <coughs> I mean, documentary, yeah. documentary. Uh, one of the best finishes, best finales. A documentary, a documentary ever had. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about this the other day. We're talking about what is your favorite uh, finale or show finale or whatever. Um, that one comes to mind, man. That one had still one of the the saddest uh, goodbyes of, mm-hmm. of any show I've seen. But um, all right, who else we got? So well, let's talk about Chuck Berry for a minute here, because I spent a little bit of time and I I, I did a whole little report on him. So I don't want to <laughs> waste, let it go to the cool. wayside. All right, so you want to read that, Crystal? Um, I will graze through it. He was born to a middle-class African-American family in Missouri. Um, he had always had an interest in music, gave his first performance in high school. Um, while still in high school, he was convicted of an armed robbery and was sent to a reformatory. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Where he was held for... Three years? From 1944 to 1947. After his release, Barry settled to, mar- to married life and worked as an automobile assembly plant. Um, by the early 50s, influenced by the guitar riffs and showmanship techniques of the blues musician T-Bone Walker, Barry began performing with the Johnny Johnson Trio. His break came when he traveled to Chicago in May 1955 and met Muddy Waters, who suggested he contact Leonard Chess of Chess Records. With Chess, he recorded Maybelline, Barry's adaptation of the country song Ida Red, which sold over a million copies, reaching number one on the billboard of the magazine's Rhythm and Blues chart. That's crazy, a million. That's probably, there was probably only a million people in America at that time. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I would have bought two just because. Just because? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Some people bought two. Um, you know what else uh, was kind of big in the 50s, too? We're talking about rock and roll, but country. Country music stars in the early 1950s included Hank Williams. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah? The, uh, the father, not the son. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I was trying to <laughs> trying to trick you there. Uh, Patsy Cline. You all know who Patsy Cline is. Crazy. Bill Monroe, Eddie Arnold, Gene Autry, Tex Ritter. Tex Ritter sounds like a great country name. Mm-hmm. Tex- Isn't he John Ritter's dad? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say no to you right now with 100% certainty, I but I is. don't know. I'm going to look that up. Tex Ritter, I, I'm, I'll have to lean on the side of no. Okay, you but say no, you, I say you yes. You research it, and uh, let me see. Tennessee Ernie Ford? I don't even know that, but that's another obvious, you know, that Tennessee Ford was not making rock and roll music. If you asked me and I didn't know who you were, I'd guess country. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, all right. In 1952, uh, it wasn't good, or it wasn't God who made Honky Tonk Angels became the first single by a solo female artist to top the U.S. country charts. Did you hear that? I was a too busy. Female, a female artist topped the, the country charts in 1951 that's amazing with a song i wasn't um it wasn't god who made honky tonk angels oh, i don't know what it that was means the beer. <laughs> um i just want to prove a point that Let me see john i was ritter. right no you yes weren't. his father tex ritter was a singing cowboy and matinee star and his mother dorothy Fay, was an actress 
Wait, John Ritter's father John. really was Tex yeah. Ritter? Here's a picture of them. Okay. Okay. I take it back. Factual information. Who's, who's John Ritter? John. From Three's Company. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Come and knock on our door. Did his dad sing that song? Did his dad sing and write that song, by the way? Mm-hmm. I think it was a long time. You think he was dead? Mm-hmm. You think his dad was dead before he became famous? Yeah. How do you know that? You no, just, I was right just, about the last thing. You were, but you just guessed. That was no. a shot in the dark. All right, what else we got? Uh, Hank Williams uh, died on January 1953. So actually, John, um, or Hank Williams, sorry, died this year. You know what's interesting? What? His real name. What is his real name? Oh, Hiram <gasps> King? Hiram King. Hiram King. Hank Williams. Hiram King Williams. I want to look more into that. And what is his son's name then? Do you think his son's name is the same? If he's a junior. If yeah. you're a junior and you're a third and you're a fourth, I think your name same, would right? have to be the same so, all the way across. So Hank, so Hank yeah. is just a nickname, apparently, right? Yeah. So I do wonder if Hank Hiram Jr.'s real name is... Hiram King. Hiram King. Williams was scheduled to perform at the Municipal Auditorium in Charleston, West Virginia. Williams had uh, to cancel the concert. Oh, yeah, I remember this story now that I, I look into it. Due to an ice storm, he hired college student Charles Carr to drive him to his next appearance, a concert on New Year's Day, 1953, at the Canton Memorial Auditorium in Canton, Ohio. In Knoxville, Tennessee, the two stopped at the Andrew Johnson Hotel. Carr requested a doctor for Williams, who was feeling uh, the combination of the, uh, what is that, chloral hydrate and alcohol he consumed on the way from uh, Montgomery. So he had chloral hydrate? What the hell is that? Is like a type of drug or something? Probably. And then alcohol, obviously, chloral hydrate. Um, Sounds like it would be something related to bleach. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it, right? Chlora or Clorox, chloral hydrate. I mean, maybe. It probably is. Like, it yeah, the ingredients. I mean, I'm it. sure they used to use it for something back then, maybe to get high or mix it with alcohol. But um, a doctor injected Williams with two shots of vitamin B12 that contained sedative. morphine. Mm. Pharmaceutical. Sedative. Sedative and, and uh, hypnotic pharmaceutical drug. It is also used for laboratory chemical reagent and a precursor. It is derived from chloral by the addition of one equivalent of water. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, so he was on, he was, he was just like how stars died today. Yeah, he was taking the well, drug, the pills, and the booze. And the booze. And then the uh, doctor, when the doctor showed up, he gave him a shot of uh, vitamin B12 uh, that contained morphine. Oh, jeez. So, because he thought he was just sick. Yes. So, you have a Michael Jackson story all over again. That is a Michael Jackson Almost, story. Right? It's a yep. Michael Jackson Basically. switched with all of those... Um, uh, essential oil moms. So Harim King, <laughs> Hanks Williams, uh, died the same way Michael Jackson died. Yes. He was injected with uh, morphine to to keep him going, but he already had alcohol and freaking chloral hydrate hydrate in his system. A sedative to help him sleep or something. I don't know. Maybe on the right or to calm his nerves. Maybe yeah. or. Well, that's a sad day. Who knows. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys got on the 1950s, 1953 in particular? Um, no. I feel like we went through a lot of that. You don't remember that? that 1953? Year? You remember that year? Mm-mm. How old are you then? You no. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I always joke around about your age, and I always say the same thing every, every episode. I'm not going to do that anymore, and then just find the opportunity. It just comes out. It just so, falls out. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. But um, no, the 50s were awesome, particularly 53. A lot of cool stuff came out of there. Uh, I'm still stuck with these little army men. I love these guys. They're probably in the Play-Doh. I can't believe that those things, we didn't even plan for it. We literally just had in our closets. And we could go get the cars. We yeah, we have, ma- I mean, we have we have Hot Wheels. We yeah, don't have Matchbox, wheels. but, you know, same concept. Uh, it's, a different, it's a different brand, but, you know, it's all right. Okay. So I okay. remember having matchboxes at 
as a kid. It was Matchbox around, but I think yeah, Matchbox they've, was they've more popular. Yeah, it was more popular back then. Ninety. Matchbox also did the mini. Uh, do you remember the micro, the, machines? micro, micro machines? Yeah. Micro machines. That was Matchbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a guy that talked really fast. Do you remember them? We probably have some Matchbox because all of the we have a whole bucket the, from the twenty-four-year-old. From when he oh yeah, you could. So you might have some of those. Yeah, I mean they're still around, like I said, but they're they're not as popular as the not, main thing. Not, is, yeah, so not something you could find on the shelves. Not as yeah, and maybe some of those um, the stuff that somebody donated to you. Oh yeah. For your, for your cause, they donated some like you know uh, models like vehicle models, airplanes and stuff like that. Some of those might be Matchbox, but yeah, anyways, I don't. I doubt they're from this era because if they were, they'd be a little yeah. bit more expensive but anyways that's that's the type of stuff that we're sometimes we're about. you know what some people donate some stuff and they don't really know what they're donating you no. know i mean you never know I mean, it's, yeah. it's worthwhile to take a shot I, at and i look take it a up. second look at some of those yeah pieces. definitely but anyways all right well i think that's all we got for today 1953 pretty cool year rock and roll jeans uh billy rock uh, oh, Rockabilly. 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 I, I keep saying Billy Rock. Isn't Billy Rock a song right now? I don't know. There's something going Billie on. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. No, Billy <laughs> There's that too. But um, who is, speaking of uh, Rockabilly, who's the guy that's probably most known for that? Singer? Uh, there's a lot. I mean... Seltzer, David Seltzer, right? Probably Brian to me, Seltzer. or Brian Seltzer. Yeah, there you go. Go. <laughs> David's his brother, I think. Uh, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Brian Seltzer. To me, that's the that's that's the one person I know. Like, I don't really know much about rockabilly, uh, but hey, in the eighties and nineties, right? He's the one who kind of brought it back. Yeah, he's, he's still, still he's old as fuck, but he's, he's probably doing. quarantined away from his grandkids. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. Um, anyways, all right for. Uh, Crystal, I'm going to dye my hair black and get tattoos ready. Tomorrow. <laughs> Albert, uh, thanks again for, for coming on. I'm outside the wire choir. You guys stay safe. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend, Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, This guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org.